0: He is a former NFL GM. He is a three time Super Bowl winning NFL executive. He has held senior positions with the Pats, the 49ers, and the Raiders. He is the co founder of the Daily Coach newsletter. He is co host of the GM Shuffle podcast. And he is co host of the Lombardi line on Vison weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern. He's got a great book. We've talked about it on the program. The football, or the book is called Football Done Right. It's available right now. Mike, it's a mouthful, man. It's a lot to get out. <laughs> oh, wow. It's good to see you. How are you doing, Mike? I am doing great. Thank you for having me, Jim. I appreciate it. It's good to have you. So how do you feel about everybody descending upon your town? I don't know if it's my town. I mean, I grew up here. It's my first job.
1: I was just reminiscing with Jason, the driver who drove me over here. I came to town here made no money, and there was a Holiday Inn across the street that I got Holiday Inn coupons so I could eat. Burger King and Holiday Inn coupons. That was my salary, and now that's all gone. Well, man, and
0: and look how that turned out. You (laughs) parlayed that into multiple rings. Would you have come up any other way? Like, how? I mean, we laugh about it right now, but how much of that time is the reason that you and I are having this conversation right now? Oh, I
1: think it's the only way I could have happened. I mean, look, let's face it. If if I thought about money, or if I thought about anything, Springsteen has a great line. He says, "I I didn't want to be happy. I didn't want to be famous. I I didn't want to be." anything but great and I think when you have that mindset you, you kind of like you don't care about fame fortune and all those things you care about getting in the right situation and you know my first job with the 49ers I didn't make any money either so but you find a way to do it but the knowledge you gain from standing next to the great Bill Walsh or John McKay John McVeigh and all those people it, it's it's unbelievable they still live with you today Jim it's like being it's like having your parents you know I still hear Walsh's voice. I'm not ever walking by a pitcher that's crooked on the wall without straightening it because that was one of his pet peeves.
0: Michael Lombardi joining us. I was going to say to you, when you tell me that you hear Bill Walsh's voice, what else is Bill Walsh telling you right now?
1: He's saying to me, he's going to quote Mark Twain, he's saying this game's going to come down to the unconventional swordsman. The greatest swordsman in the world never fears the second best swordsman. They fear the unconventional one. And I think this game's going to come down to what can San Francisco do unconventionally early in the game to get Andy Reid off this script, to get Andy Reid off the wall script? Because if you go back the last three games, they have scored on the opening drive, whether it's been a field goal, whether it's been a touchdown. They have been dynamic, and they have played from in front. 46 of their 70 points in the playoffs have come in the first half. So this is going to be about what can San Francisco do unconventionally different? Because if Reid and Mahomes know they're in this front with this coverage – they're going to be 12-for-12 12 12 throwing, and they're going to have a 14 nothing lead by the second quarter.
0: We're talking to Michael Lombardi. You know, Michael, watching the Chiefs right now, they're definitely a very different team now than they were during the regular season. My question to you, that switch, how much of that switch was about changing a mindset come postseason time, and how much of that is about Andy Reid revamping his offense on the fly?
1: You know, there's a great line that says, fear does the work of reason. And when you lose to the Raiders at home on Christmas Day, and the opposing quarterback has one completion after the first quarter, and, and you don't really they don't do anything the entire day except you make all the mistakes, you can reason with the team. And I think what Andy did at that point is why he's a great coach. He dynamically shifted his team. They went from holding the ball, exposing their offensive line, trying to make big plays, to going back to old-school Kansas City, really back to Alex Smith, Kansas City, and trying to possess the football. They've had 19 drives of over seven plays or more. Right, Pacheco averaged 14 carries in the regular season. He's at 21 in the playoffs. So as much as Andy Reid hates to call runs, and we know he does, he hates losing more. And that day, Christmas Day, he went home and probably had his traducted and said, I can't do this anymore. We're going to change, right? We're going to change how we're playing. And he did, and it's been effective. The strength of their teams the off, is the defense. They've played to that. They've controlled it, and they've been very quick to get the lead. That's why the script in this game is going to be the most
0: important aspect of the game. Michael Lombardi joining me on the set, our first guest on this Tuesday. You know, Michael, it says a lot, like nothing against Alex Smith. I love Alex Smith. I mean, a pro's pro. Right. Alex Smith is not Patrick Mahomes. What's it say about Patrick Mahomes that he accepted that and understands yeah. that I'm going to do whatever it takes to win, and I don't need to be that guy. I just need to take care of the ball and put us in the right spots. It shows he's the great teammate. Because, look, Brady
1: wins six Super Bowls in New England. The first Super Bowl he won, they threw for 143 yards. They ran for 142. The last Super Bowl he won, they scored 13 points. Great players figure out how they have to play to win because winning is more important than anything for a great player because Patrick Mahomes is about winning it's not about how many stats I have I think if you were to go to ask Warren Moon who's thrown for 27 miles of passing yards in his career if you would say would you give up some of those passing yards for a Super Bowl he would say absolutely and I think that's what Mahomes said Mahomes realized I can't hold the ball no one's getting open. We're going to have to change what we do. They kept trying to do it during the season. And finally, I think ultimately on Christmas Day, they said enough is enough.
0: In other words, that butt-kicking was the best thing that ever happened to them. Yeah, well,
1: and it woke Andy Reid up, and I think they changed. Now, they know their style they have to play. And if you're Kyle Shanahan, you're sitting there saying, okay, I got this, right? I know how they're going to play. This is what they're going to do. That's why Steve Wilkes has got to change what he does because when Baltimore came out, they went right down the field and scored. They were, he was, what, 11 for 11? And then Baltimore got into the game. Remember, they won the last playoff game without scoring in the second half. They didn't score a point. You know, it's remarkable. So if you can get through the first part, they don't really have another gear to go to. right? If this becomes a passing game where Mahomes has to throw it in a drop-back game, That front for the 49ers should take over, but it's hard to get to it.
0: I'm sorry to interrupt. Michael Lombardi joining us. I wanted to jump in because you mentioned Steve Wilks. Looking at that defense, you've got a lot of playmakers, a lot of big-time talent and caliber on that side of the ball, but looking at that defense, it's been leaky. Does that defense make you nervous? It makes me really nervous. I mean, they gave up
1: 4.1 yards per carry in the regular season. They're at 5.6 in the postseason. They gave up 9.3 yards per completion in the regular season. They're over 12 in the postseason. I think what you'll see is they're going to take Chase young and try to take him out of the game people are attacking the edges of their defense in the run game and young has been running up the field he kind of just wants to make that pass rush and then have all the announcers talk about you know remember when he was the second pick overall in the draft well that hasn't worked out i I think they need to get stouter on the edges and they need to really be able to force to force that defensive front to take over look all the money in san francisco is in their front you know armstead 20 million Hargrave, all those guys make big money and they haven't showed up and so, conversely, you say, if you're Kyle Shanahan, you say, well, we haven't played our best game yet. We've we probably played our best games B-minus, and we're in this game. We're in Las Vegas. If we play a better game, we've got a chance to win.
0: I was going to say, have they not played their best game yet, or is this effectively who they are? That's a great question. I, I think they're better than what they've showed. Their tackling
1: has been really poor. Terrible. Right? It's been horrible, and, and, and that's not usually what they've done. And their tackling – but their front, I, I know this. Their front's good. Like Hargrave was a good player. Bose is a great player. They have two sacks. They didn't harass the quarterback at all. Now, when they finally got Golf to move in that game, when he slid right or left, they—that's what caused the difference in the game. And you know, Mahomes is good on the move. This is going to be
0: a challenge. Michael Lombardi doing what Michael Lombardi does. What about, and I know you think about these things at great length, you got two beautiful football minds, right? You've got Kyle mm. Shanahan, you've got Andy Reid. I get that they're not lining up against each other, but in this battle of minds, in this game of chess, who do you give the edge to, Andy or Kyle? But you also have got to add
1: Spagnuolo in this too, right? Yes. You've got to add Wilks, and you've got to add Mike into it too because there's no better consigliere to have than Mike Shanahan, who belongs in the Hall Let of Fame, Let me A, stop by right the there. Like,
0: how... how How much action is Mike getting in this? How effective is Mike in this? How active is Mike in this whole thing behind the scenes?
1: I think Mike's the great voice of reason, right? Because he's got his vested interest in it, and he watches the game. Now, I'm not saying he's sitting there until 2 in the morning with the game plan, but he can ask the right questions. What what we do, people with experience, have a way of asking the right questions. Have you thought about this? What would Andy do? Like, I would be – I know Kyle probably because he's really smart. I would be saying, Dad – like, what do you think Andy's going to put on that script? How would you attack me in that script? Like, what would you do after watching these games?
0: Is Mike advising him from Cabo? Well, I think Mike might probably be here now. I mean, why not? <laughs> he better be by, by now. But I think that
1: you... Why would you not use that resource? So I think this, this chess match is between all these coordinators, and Wilkes is involved, and how you set up. It's the strategy of the game. It's what why we love football so much. It combines... An incredible, violent sport with great strategy. It's chess with violence. And I think, to me, that's, what make, that's why we all love it so much. And I think that strategy. Look, when Ali went to go fight Foreman, he watched all the tapes of Foreman, and he said, I can't beat this guy. The only way I can win this fight is if I do this. And he did. That strategy turned into a winning fight. He got him to the seventh round. Styles
0: make fights. There you go. And
1: that's what it's. This is what it's going to come
0: down to. No, Ali knew he couldn't punch with the big fella, but he knew he could win if he did it the right way. So ultimately, what do you think it comes down to? If the line stays where it is right now, KC plus two, how would you play it? I would
1: probably take. I would take the points. You know, I, I and I worry about Moody's kicking reliably. Now he was a great kicker in college, you know, I can remember talking. Texan Jim Harbaugh after a win where Moody made a great kick and he was he loved Moody I, I, I'm not down on Moody just these young rookie kickers seem to have to go through this growing pain we've seen it before look here we're in Las Vegas Carlson got cut by the Vikings because he couldn't make a kick and now he's in the pro Bowl. it's just kind of a world you got to go through that's the only thing that gives me concern is can they make can they wake a clutch kick
0: Mike, you mentioned Jim Harbaugh how long do you think it's going to take Jim Harbaugh to eat- you know, impact the culture with the Chargers, transform the, cultures in, the culture into what he wants them to be, the team?
1: Oh, I think it started already. I think it's going to start already because when I went to Michigan to speak to his team this summer, you could just feel the connectivity in that team. I came back and I said it on my show. I've said it on the pod. You know, that team was connected. Jim will connect this team. They'll be tougher physically, mentally, and he will see most people think Jim is a a a tactician because he played quarterback in the league. No, Jim's a strategist. And Jim will build this team with toughness, physical and mental toughness. And I think he's going to make an impact right away.
0: I'm curious, what was your message to that team when you went back there? My message is usually with teams
1: that have that is the Kobe Bryant poster, right? Everybody wants to put Kobe's picture on their wall, right? They have the Kobe Bryant picture. But then when you tell them what Kobe does and what Kobe did, did they really understand who Kobe was? So take the picture off your wall if you don't know who Kobe is. And so to me, if you want to be great, the greatest Lombardi line of all was simply the greatest reward for doing is the opportunity to do more. And, I, and basically all my talks are do more.
0: What you're talking about is the Mamba mentality, the price that he paid. One last thought. On the topic of basketball, you are a big 76ers fan. What was the first thing that went through your mind when the big fella, Joel Embiid, suffered that meniscus injury (laughs) and you found out that he was going to be out for an extended period of time?
1: Uh, You know, to me, it's no no surprise at all. I expected it to happen because, you know, he's never <laughs> in great sad, shape. Man, right? He's never in great shape. And then once he scored 70 and once he's won the MVP, I, I thought he was on the other side, very unlike Mahomes. I mean, winning that award seemed more important than winning a title. And, look, he's a great player. I've scouted players my entire life. Do you think, life.
0: Mike, do you do you really think that he wanted to win the MVP more than he wanted to win the title? Oh, I think there's no question. You do? I do. I, I,
1: I see it in the way he plays. And, look, I've scouted players for 40 years of my life. I've never seen a talented player as he is on the ground as much as he is. It's scary. He falls down quite a bit, and
0: you just know he's going to get hurt part of the NBA, though, right? They're trying to sell calls. LeBron is a physically imposing dude. He's flopping all over the place. Yeah, but look at LeBron's body compared
1: to Embiid's body. Mm-hmm. You know, look at his body. Look at Kobe's body compared to Embiid. Embiid's body hasn't really changed. I mean, it's still the same, and if you watch games as closely as I do, he goes from one three-point line to the other.
0: So you're, you think that's a Joel thing more than a
1: sixer thing? I do. I think that they they bought into it, and he's a great talent. But remember this, it you know, great talented teams don't always win. Ask Warren Moon.
0: Mm-hmm. Mike, really appreciate you. We do you on every single show that we possibly can. My podcast, The Daily Show, right here live in Vegas. So it's great to run you down. I really appreciate Thank it. You, Jim. Appreciate the friendship, and it's always good to talk to you. Mike, thanks so much. Thank you for having me, Jim. Michael Lombardi has had a great, great football life, transitioned into another life of sorts, and you definitely want to make sure you pick up his book, you want to watch his show, and listen to his podcast as well. We are broadcasting live.